Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Man, it's full circle. I'm so happy to be back at the P, so close to my media family and and uh, and and close to my Clarksville family and P family. So it's just uh, one big happy family. But we got a lot of work to do. But as uh, long as we pull together and do it together, it can all come to fruition. Uh, what we're trying to accomplish. But Corey, I, I know how, how it makes you feel. Man, I know for me, being a Tennessee State graduate, you know, be able to go over there and come back and help them out, man. Come into Austin P, your way you played that assistant coach there. With so, man, how does it feel for your family, your wife, man? Just knowing, like you said, full circle, where I got my start at, I'm back here now, lead this program. Did you ever believe this? Whatever happened to you, brother? You know, I, I would be a hypocrite if I said that I didn't believe this would happen. I actually thought this would happen, and 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 I'm gonna tell you why. My father told me this was what happened before I signed to play at Austin P. So when I was being recruited, he made me narrow down my recruitment to colleges, men's basketball programs that have former players on the staff. Coach Luce had former players on the staff. And he said, look, he said, Austin P. And there was a couple of others. He said, look, he said, if you go to Austin P you have the opportunity to go back there and be the head coach one day when you're my age. Now, I didn't understand that at the time. I was a little frustrated with my father. I was like, man, you're taking my choices away. But even though I liked Austin P, I didn't want him narrowing down my choices. 100%. But he had foresight. And now when I talk to people that are close to me in my circle, my own kids, that still resonates with me. You know, this is a full circle moment. My father said, if you go to Austin P, you have an opportunity to be the head coach there. I was never overzealous to be the head coach here. When I left Austin P as a player and as a coach, I wasn't thinking about being the head coach here. It wasn't even on my radar. I was always focused on the job at hand. But it's such a blessing for my father to have foresight and for me and my family and staff to come back full circle and live what my father spoke into existence. No doubt, Brother Corey, like you said, our fathers, man, they have their wisdom, man. Those elders' wisdoms, one of a kind. And I will tell you this myself as being your friend and brother, man, my father did these similar things for me because I, I never thought I'd be where I am today, Brother, brother Corey. I told you this on the phone. 14 years doing this, my father told me, like kind of like your father told you, 
if the NFL does not work out for you, you have a career in sports, son. You're not dumb. I didn't know what the career was going to be, Brother Gore. <laughs> Never in the boss man show 14 years later. You know what I'm saying? Isn't that something? Isn't that yeah. something? But you just take, I mean, look at what you do. Look at what you do, I mean, in all facets of life. I mean, I'm so admired about how you've expedited your growth with your work ethic. I mean, at what age did you start working at the professional level of the NBA? What age were you when you first started working at that level? 22. So you working in the NBA at age 22? 09, yes, 22. Wow. August wow. of 09. Wow. Now, did you envision that as a kid growing up that you would be working in the NBA at age? Never. It was always the NFL, playing in the NFL as a receiver. That was never my, that was never my thing. It's like, you know, I was always, I wanted to be an NFL player. And I want to be a receiver. But in back in 09, the 5'11 slot guy wasn't involved then. It was the big X. So I got cut and I got to go talk to the people. My friend Ezekiel, who was cool with the Atlanta Hawks, and you know, one thing led to another. And now, 14 years later, I've developed this craft and now I'm doing that, doing this, helping out people, using my platform to, for good, not evil. So, and my father, who's still alive to this day, tells me, I told you, son, you know, I knew you had something in you just to know what it was. <laughs> That's big time, man. I appreciate you blessing us with it. I tell you, you, you always uh, infuse us with great energy, man. And it, it really helped us flow when we were at the last situation at Northwestern state, you reached out early on and helped give us some momentum. So we, we appreciate you blessing us with your presence now. No doubt. And brother Corey, man, I love Austin P man, because it's in a great position. Clarksville's growing as a city. You know, it, it, when I was playing up there, coming to the play, it was just some fields, man. It's exit 4, 8, and 11 in one. It was some fields. But, man, the growth of the city, being close to Nashville, and the A-Sun you're in now, which is growing, you know. And Gerald's very much a forward thinker. You're, you're AD. So, I just see so much touch of Austin P just untapped to all can tap into because of the people you have around you and the city's growth on, on its own. Yes, th th this community is such a such a diehard, all-in, locked-in community. Years ago when I played here, I was so intrigued with it because you have you have Fort Campbell military base, and then you have the you have the homegrown, okay, and then you have the elders of the community. And it becomes one big melting pot when you add the student body with that, the students at Austin P State University. But you also have a lot of non-traditional students who attend school at Austin P State University. So this is one big melting pot of a, of a loving group of people that have unconditional love for their brethren and for their sisters. So I'm 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 so intrigued to to dive in it, which we already have, me and the staff and my family and the administration, to just try to help galvanize some things that may have had a little bit of a void in regards to trying to bring it all back together again to one big pot of gumbo. And that's when everything's get that's when everything gets good, is when you can put everything into one big pot of gumbo and make it taste good. 
But uh, like somebody told me they made gumbo, they said the gumbo is not good unless the roux is right. And so if the roux is not right, the gumbo not going to be good. And so we got to make sure that the roux is right so the gumbo can taste right. But um, I can tell you, we're all hands on deck and we got our sleeves rolled up. And Brother Corey, that's where I tell any coach off the record, and you're already doing it. You have to galvanize that community. You got to get people to come out and see you play, see your guys in, in the community, because that's what it's about, the community. Like, if you don't touch them, they don't know who you are, you know? Mm -hmm. So you have to be there, touch point. I believe that wholeheartedly. When I, when I play any events, when I do stuff in community relations, I'm always about touching the people. Because they, they can touch you, feel you, see you, they will support you. And, and that's something I remember from when the Hawks were bad, but Corey. But we was tanking, but nobody was sure. So we had, go, we had to go out and touch people and get them to believe in us and see us see us through this. Not like with a college community like Clarksville, you can do that. And with it being so close-knit, get that thing just right, have FNM Arena be popping next year <laughs> for you guys, man, wearing your red, black, and, and white there, man, representing them governors, man. Yes, indeed. And honestly, I don't know how much winning we're going to do from a basketball standpoint, okay? I, 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 really, I really haven't thought about it. I haven't had much time to reflect on it. But what I can tell you is, is that we're going to win in this community. We're going to serve this community. And we're going to do everything within our power, within our power now, okay, to show people that we are here to serve more than we ought to take. And we've already been out into some into the community. We've already been out into the school systems, um, talking to elementary schools before school ends, just letting them know that we're here to serve them. And we're not here to prove that we can win basketball games. Because if we serve and we do it intentionally and we have unconditional love while we're doing it, it'll translate to the court. And so we try to make sure that we keep that in perspective and we try to make sure that we live by that truth. And Brother Corey, how's it been meeting the guys? Um, some of them you brought with you from, from, from your old, old place, but meeting the guys who's already here. How has that been getting building that bond with those guys? Because me and I both, the relationship is so key to anything you do. So how's that been getting to show them who you are as a person, showing you're a man of God or a man of character and them binding to you and what you all have set out for them going forward? Well, you said you said some key words is that we're, we're just living the life the way we know how to do it. OK, we're not trying to tell them how we are. OK, we're trying to live a life and show them who we are and walk the daily walk so they can observe it. Sometimes the worst thing we can do as people is that we try to tell someone who we are and we try to tell them about ourselves. Well, that's just setting our own self up for failure. The only thing we can do in this life is walk our daily walk and let people observe it. So our values have remained the same. That hasn't changed from anywhere we've been. The only thing that have changed are our priorities. Priorities change when you change zip codes, okay? But your values remain the same. So we're just allowing people to observe who we are on our daily walk. I hear that, brother. That's so profound, man, because like you said something so key there because I, I, I'm not I'm not going to brag on myself, Brother Corey. I just always say, I just, I, I let you see what I do, you know, see how I move because 
So that's what my dad always told me. My dad always said, son, people will see who you are by what you do. That's right. And that's why I've always on this show, man, just, hey, if you give me a chance, you'll like coming on the show. <laughs> there, there are some coaches I had to sell on this, believe it or not. <laughs> see, if you just give me a chance, you won't be disappointed because I'm not going to ask you the same things you get asked every day. <laughs> We're going to have a, a real-life conversation surrounding around basketball, but not like, who started, who's sitting, blah, 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 blah. I'm not, that's not about I'm, I'm about serving giving people a different perspective here. So, just, so, just stand right there, man. Those are guys are a profession, man. Just, just give me a chance. You'll see who I'm different than all the guys you talk to. Trust and believe that. Oh, yes, sir. You always know how to make it flow organically, man, and that makes our job a lot easier. <laughs> no doubt. Now, I'm going to tell you a quick story. I've told you this before, Brother Boyd. At Lake Point in, in Atlanta, uh, one of the insiders was upset because they asked me, JR, how are these coaches always talk to you with a smile? I don't want nothing from them, unlike you. <laughs> you want to know a scoop. I'm just being their friend. <laughs> so, yeah, because there was like eight coaches around me at Lake Point. We was talking and chopping it up. They weren't about, you know, smiling and happy. You come around, right. like, you want something. Who, who are you looking at? Yeah, you know, one of the insiders who we probably know said that to be late for it a, a year or so ago. Yeah, so you know, you know how to disarm your company because you're authentic and you're organic. And we all have a spirit of discernment. And when we feel that energy, we automatically become disarmed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, he was pretty upset, Corey. I had eight coaches around, people chopping it up and smiling. And he's like, they never smile when I come around. He wants something. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. He wants something, man. That's what he does. Yeah, I like that. Hey, the man, brother Corey, man. Also, man, hey, son, you can get guys all over, man. You know, JUCOs, the portal's good for you guys, man. And I know you want to build a program the right way, too. So how do you balance mixing between the JUCOs, transfer portals, and find the right high school guys you can develop with your staff, man, to become good for you in year two, three, and four? That's a real good question. Right. And um, I have some buddies in the profession who have become overwhelmed with the recruitment side of things because it is the lifeblood of what we do. Recruitment and scheduling. That's the lifeblood of what we do. When it comes to the recruitment, the best I explained it to one of my buddies the other day is that sometimes when I have family members and friends come to town and we go to a restaurant, Okay, when the when the when the waiter gets to them, man, it takes them forever in the day to order off the menu. And I'm thinking, we've been here for 15 minutes already. Okay, and then when the waiter gets there, it takes another 15 minutes, right? When they get to me, I already know what I want immediately. And that's the way I go about recruitment. I know what we have an acquired taste for, the staff. We know what we have an acquired taste for, but the reason why, <clears throat> take this literally and figuratively what I'm about to say. The reason why when I go to a restaurant, I know what I want immediately is because there's so many things I don't have in my diet. I don't eat red meat, okay? I don't eat self shellfish, okay? Among some other things I don't eat. So what I'm looking for on the menu has downsized. 
So I'm not looking all over the menu. Okay. I'm not going to try something new just because one of my friends tells me he's treating me today. Okay. I'm going to stick to my turkey, fish, and chicken and my vegetables and my fruit. So it's very easy for me when the waiter comes to me to say what I want because I have a small, like, view, tiny view of what I can choose from. Well, we keep the same approach in coaching, okay? We're not looking for everything on the menu. Even if somebody calls us and say, man, I got this unbelievable talent. He an NBA player or whatever. If he's not within our diet, we don't even consider it. And so that helps us eliminate and negate a lot of issues that we could potentially have by keeping the same diet no matter the day or the situation. Man, that is some wisdom right there. I'll see that's some wisdom because you're right about that. When you had that, that, that subset of what you deal with, it's easy to pick and choose what it is and what it's not. And, and that's, that, that's and you need the right ingredients for your team. You know what, what makes it go, what you want to have, man. That's half the battle right there. That's half the battle right there. It's, it's, it's something about scheduling. As your phone is bringing up, who's trying to get people to, get people to play you? But that's like, oh, new coach, Corey's up there. You're trying to get you on the schedule, brother Corey. You know, ironically, it, it's, it's been the <laughs> – we've been on the other side of it. Okay. You know, we're, we're, we're having trouble uh, scheduling, to be quite honest with you. Um, I haven't quite figured that out yet. We haven't done anything here at, at Austin Peay State University. Uh, obviously, we're working at it like everybody else. You know, we're, we're, we're looking forward to um, having success, but there's just different ways of having success, you know, not just on the floor, you know, success on and off the floor. What does that look like? I don't know. Uh, but I can tell you that we're more focused on having a legacy than we are being successful in a short amount of time. And it goes back to impacting this community and bringing people together, the brotherhood, the servanthood, and just making sure that we do whatever we need to do to let people in this community know that we have unconditional love for them and that we're extending ourselves to them. We're going to have a product for them on the floor, but we're much bigger than basketball coaches, okay? We are life coaches. We're human beings that are here to serve others. And when you serve others, everything else comes in return. Amen to everybody, Corey. That's like you see, 14 years doing this radio show, man, meeting guys like yourself, man, and helping guys like yourself. I feel like it's so important because I told you it's off the, off the air, brother Corey. Black coaches don't get taught to that often unless it's something bad happening. And I feel like that's not right. You know, you all need to be spotlighted because most of the players in college basketball are black, young, young black men. And we spotlight successful black men helping mold young black men. And I feel like that's a very important thing out here, brother boy. And I want to I want to promote guys like you, my man Matt Crenshaw with IUPUI, guys like what Penny College of Tennessee State, who I know are doing the right by young men, trying to impact their lives, man. I feel like this show, own it the way I do, because I own this show 100% for the glory. I can talk to you over what I want, I want to. Because if I work, work for somebody else before, I could have you on my show by I getting uh, by getting approval to do it. <laughs> so this is what ownership is about, owning my own thing, doing my own thing, selling my own product. I can have you on my show many times I, I want to by talking to somebody above my head. Why have you on your show so much? So, to be able to serve you all, 
is something I, I value because my dad was part of the branches for Corey in Atlanta. He's 83 years old. He was part of the movement. See what I'm saying? So I come from a millennials of serving and trying to make the world a better place for my own father with Dr. King and all those guys back, back in the 60s. That's the key, man. Appreciate you sharing that wisdom. You know, I saw brother, brother Penny Collins the other day at the Coaches versus Cancer event in Nashville, Tennessee. And we actually play at Tennessee State this year. You know, it's all—it's always tough when you when you play your brother because you know iron sharpens iron, which is very very beneficial. But um, somebody has to leave and 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 they don't get the outcome that they want. You know, I don't talk winning and losing. I only speak outcome. But it's tough when you have to have some friendly warfare with your brother, and somebody has to be on the other side of it and not get the outcome. But uh, I'm blessed to uh, me and the staff and the roster that we've assembled. We're blessed to go to Tennessee State this year. So much history there. Um, I think, matter of fact, I think uh, Oprah led the commencement this year, if, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So you're, you're correct. Yeah, we're just blessed to go up there, man, and uh, have some friendly warfare. And and um, at the end of the day, um, I know for a fact that we will have made each other better to propel us for conference play. It's really your conference, Brother Corey, the A-Sun, man. I talk about it as, as a league. I, I know some of the guys pretty well, like Coach Acuff, Coach, Coach Griscoll, over over on pretty well. I know my man Mincy over there at Jacksonville. So it's about the league, man, the coaches in that league, man, and, and as you offer, as you get ready to prepare for that league and watch film on it, the guys who you found open being in the industry already for so many years. Some very good coaches. I mean, those names you mentioned, man, those guys are some ball coaches for sure. They're even better people. And so – they, they have a reputation that that uh, of being very well respected. Um, people uh, admire how they go about their business. I've always been able to observe them from afar. And uh, I'm just looking forward to, like I said before, in regards to Coach Penny Collins, just iron sharpening iron. And I think that we'll all have a chance to make each other better at the end of the day. And um, that's, all, that's all that we can hope for in life. You know, we don't know what the outcome going to be, but whatever situation we get in, if we can come out better, that's what really matters. No doubt. Brother Corey, for those who are listening, are you having a basketball camp this summer for young kids up there in Austin P? They can come out and support you guys and come get you all on, on court coaching for you and the staff, man? Yeah, so so June 12th through the 14th, we have our K-6 through camp that uh, I'm very hands-on with. I love getting out there sweating with those kids, me and the staff. And then uh, July 1st, we have our first elite camp and July 29th, we have our second session of elite camp. So we have a uh, slam packed summer of camps and activities that uh, the staff, we're looking forward to getting out there and and uh, really sweating with the campers, man. I'll probably come to your basketball camp on the 12th. I'll, I'll actually be in town that week. So I might come on up there camp and see you guys. I may get up there, but she was over too with you, man. You have the kids out a little bit there, brother. Hey, come on. We'll actually let you speak to the campers. You'll be uh you'll be our guest speaker for the day when you come in. They'll love to hear from you. You can tell them some about what you do. And so you can get those kids fired up for us. Bring that juice, bring that energy you always bring. I can do that for you for the court booking. Yeah, because I'll be in town those old days. I'll be in town. I'll come up there and whatever they want me to do. It'll be that whatever day I'll do it for you, brother. I love huh. I love I love I love kids, man. I love because I feel like Brother Corey, I told you before, I grew up hard, man. Worst part of Atlanta. And I made it out. Yes, Dude, sir. Sheer determination and sheer will, man. So I tell kids all the time, if I can do it, 
knowing what I had to deal with, you can too. It's all about overcoming your, 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 your environment, not succumbing to it. My dad always told me, never succumb to your environment, son. Always be above it. And sports gave me the opportunity. So I was a Hawks ball boy, Braves ball boy, Falcons ball boy. Just give me around the sports always. Playing travel baseball, football, tennis. So I, I, my dad knew sports could be my way out of here. He was right. Yeah, you're, <laughs> a walking testimony. you're a walking testimony. You, you know, my dad definitely had a vision for the glory. Now, my mom hated it. She still kind of hates it to a degree. So I'm, she's, my, my mom tells me I was too, I'm too wrapped up in sports. But I said, Mom, it made me who I am. Um, I'm still wearing around it. That's what made me who I am, Mom. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you, know, you know how moms are. <laughs> I totally understand. They're, they're, I tell you what, they, moms are priests, provider, and protectors at the end of the day. Yes. Those moms know how to get on bending knees and pray for us. Yeah, she tells me I work too hard, but it's like, mom, I'm doing it for a reason. So video calls here, mom. <laughs> she's like, soon you're always on the radio, you're always doing something. You never just you never just take take a break. Even though know, you're off, you're out of town. I'm like, it's life, mom. <laughs> hey, make sure you tell mom I said hello. I'll shoot with Brother Corey, man. Brother Corey, thank you for your time this morning. I'll see you later today, man. And uh, be blessed to Coach Ham, man. I'm happy for him as well. That's no, my guy. You know I will. Coach Ham loves the boss man. Yes, indeed. I tell him, hey, but you got to throw it up. We got a different sign now. We got the monocle. You got okay, I got you the it. monocle. There it is. There it is. <laughs> hey, T.S.O. Baby. Don't bear me, Tigers. I still love you. But the monocle's up, my man, Brother Corey. Oh, yes, <laughs> All right, man. We'll see you in the bit. I got a nice spot picked out for you. All right, brother. I'll see you, man. Thanks a lot, man. Drive safely. No doubt. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.